promised some BV, and we'll get to it right now. I just realized something, Josh Helmer. I forgot my plus one, and I'm a little bit, my feelers are a little hurt that you didn't ask me about it, but that's fine. I had three takeaways plus one. Hey, what is, uh? you had three takeaways and a plus one, but we, we got right. your three takeaways, but we didn't get that's your right. plus one. Here is my plus one. Three takeaways out of B- Baware, or however we're changing the pronunciation, PJ looks amazing. Number two, Billy Bowman has become that guy, right, where you know what you're getting, leader of the defense, understands where the guys in the back end need to be lined up, help his backers out, looks that part. Number three, because it can't always be sunshines and roses, uh, second-team offensive line needs a little work. All right, here's number three, Josh. I think we're going to be having some pretty interesting off-season conversations about the quarterback position. I um. There's a song by the Jonas Brothers. It's called Sucker. And I think the the line of it is, I'm a sucker for you. Um, Bro, I'm a sucker for Jackson Arnold, man. Let's go. Holy smokes. Dude, I'm not trying to get over my skis here at all. I'm trying to stay calm and cool and collective. But, and Dylan Gabriel looked really good. Now, Dylan Gabriel missed some of those throws that got us frustrated last year, right? I And I've been the king. I've been the chief engineer of the leave Brittany alone, I'll uh, leave Dylan alone. He's the starting quarterback. I still believe he's the starting quarterback. I think he's the dude. But, man, <laughs> the Jackson Arnold. I'll never – Jeff Lebby, when I, when I was doing the signing day show, Lebs came in, and, again, the signing day show in December is always kind of tough, and especially this year because you're coming off the end of the regular season whenever it didn't finish the way that you wanted it to, and you're not playing in the Big 12 championship game, so it's frustrating. But I remember, you know, because not every, in today's society, I feel like we have so many entities that do an incredible job covering recruiting, right, that you get to see about every single snap that dudes have in high school. It's almost as if everyone had a full-on scouting report on Dylan Gabriel. Or, excuse me, on a Jackson Arnold by the time that he showed up. But Josh Helmer, come on, man. Tell me that he doesn't have that little it, that aura to him as a dude that can be the quarterback here for a long time. Oh, man, he, he made the, the throw that he had to Freeman was great. Oh, my God. The, the run that he had that was called back in – he probably was going to get tackled down there if everybody's going full speed. Ben Venable goes, yeah, it's a four-yard gain. <laughs> I know. That was that was a funny little moment. We, we saw those couple of flashes there. You know, he, he did have the, uh, you know, piece that needs to get cleaned up that I think he'll figure out. He had a couple of early passes batted down at yep, the line yep. of scrimmage. So figuring out, okay, how do I navigate the pocket, find these passing windows, or you just look at that and say, wow, okay, there's an area that Oklahoma's clearly improved, which is nice. That's why the spring game, it's so hard to break everything down because it's equal parts, oh, this is great, and then it's like the world is falling down. What's wrong right. here? So, right. But, no, he definitely showcased some flashes, though uh, there were some, some growing pains, obviously, as well. Oh, sorry, I have my mic off. I got to say, it's um, – <laughs> 
it's it's probably the best thing that could happen for us because I feel like there's always going to be a Jackson Arnold conversation at some point or there'll always be a text or two that can drive the show. And I want to be very clear. I'm still Team Dylan Gabriel is the starting quarterback for Oklahoma. But I'm also Team this this might this might be sooner rather than later when we see 10 out there. Did I okay, so to take it back to the Jonas Brothers, am I a sucker? Howard's a sucker? Or is this a a good good way to feel right now? Say Howard's a sucker. Um, Say Howard. Howard's a sucker. The great bit, by the way. <laughs> I, I think if you're talking 2023. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would say you're a sucker. But going forward into the SEC and what the future for Oklahoma looks like, man, I I think Jackson Arnold's going to be great. I, I would have thought that regardless of what we saw in the spring game. But, uh, yeah, the, the ability that he has both running and throwing, th- this coaching staff, they'll get a man to where he pieces it all together. Again, I, I saw some things to me to where I look at it and say, right now Oklahoma, yes, is better with Dylan Gabriel. Okay, all right. Here, here was uh, Brent Venables on seeing Jackson Arnold's uh, ability to create with his feet. Yeah, I mean, again, we had seen it earlier in the spring, too. So uh, today was another day. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, he'll be the first to tell you. He's certainly uh, not where he was when we started the spring. Um, but he's definitely not where, you know, he wants to be either. And so, again, a lot of work. And, again, what I, you know, have an appreciation about that group is – the humility and, again, everybody helping everybody, uh, supporting each other. That doesn't always happen. We know uh, you've got you to gotta do a good job of uh, nurturing that and then have the right kind of dudes in there too. All right, one more one more thing here from BV uh, before we, we go a little bit more in-depth on non-Jackson Arnold questions. I don't know if you could have scripted a better ending for Oklahoma than the way that it ended, right? It also – I think in the way that it ended, Josh even kind of feels that conversation about Jackson Arnold. We couldn't have scripted it any better. We knew all along if we got into a two-minute, we were going to go for a two-point prior to that drive and didn't know the game would be on the line. So that was actually kind of cool. And uh, again, a great – there's there's good and bad in all of it. You know, defense uh, can learn from it, even though they they benefited from the drop. You know, what, what do we need to do to not let a guy, you know, find a way to get open there and then certainly uh you know we'll learn you know on offense you know nobody hates it more than a guy that didn't make the play so you got to make those layups uh but uh, a lot to learn from in that that situation but then again jackson obviously uh you know he was with a group that was super thin you know and that's again as i said before that's the reason why we we didn't split the the squads down the middle in the first place just because of uh our lack of depth there and on the offensive line so uh, you know, we got to clean some snaps up. You know, the snaps were inconsistent with that second and that third group, so we got to get better there. Uh, that, that's Captain Obvious. I know that goes without saying, but we've had a great spring, as I said, I, and I told the team again, you know it when you see it and you know it when you don't. The improvement in some positions uh, and players, it's more incremental. And then I saw a lot of guys that made tremendous improvement, you know, and, a lot of that's from the guys that just got here. 
and then you know other guys that maybe coming out of their freshman year going into their sophomore year or a redshirt freshman year you saw a lot of guys get better and, and that's just you know that phase you know now we after finals we're getting ready to to start our, our transformation phase and it's a critical part of our development and uh, we got to continue to you know uh, have great awareness and guys having you know self accountability and then you know, got to take action over the next several uh, weeks, uh, you know, post, uh, you know, May, if you will. So I'm really excited to see, you know, the direction uh, of this team. And uh, we've got really good chemistry, uh, tremendous um, leadership up to this point, and um, a lot of fun, you know, just seen a lot of improvement. And even in a can't tackle the quarterback scrimmage you saw our guys play with you know great energy and great effort and that's when you know guys are in a, in a good place uh, mentally and physically and then obviously uh, you know having fun you know and having passion you know for the game and that's what it's about as they pursue perfection I never want to drain their passion you know and uh, that's a that's not an easy thing to navigate and uh, but we certainly intentionally try to try to help these guys uh, have always have perspective about where they're at and uh, have an appreciation for, for what's in front of them. Man, um, so much to unpack there. You know, obviously they had the great ending, but I think Venable's point, Josh, is well taken. All right, good spring, good spring. Now it's on you to continue to get better, right? I mean, doesn't that, I mean, isn't that kind of what you take from that? Hey, congratulations. You did everything you needed to do during the spring to continue to get better. Now it's on you to continue to do that. That work with Schmitty in the weight room and that that time you have away from the facility. Individually, it's yeah. time for you to enjoy some growth before this team reconvenes all together in the summer, and then it's hot and heavy getting after it, getting ready for 2023. So productive spring. What can you do out on your own a little bit, and right. how can you get better between now and then? couple more here from Brent Venables before we hear from what what I promised. Did I promise Levy at 15 and Roof at 30? And if I did, is anyone holding me to that if I flip <laughs> I don't, it? I don't think your feet are to the fire. You, you, okay, you, it's good. your show. You can do what you <laughs> it's want. It's our here. show. Yeah, we can do what we want. All right, here is uh, – I, I thought Kerry asked a good question. I mean, you still have a lot of time to try to figure out, okay, do did we hit it in the portal, right? Did Was it a successful portal? Um, with the way that McCullough looked out there, Bothroyd, and the, the way that Reggie looked, you feel pretty good. But, oh, they're they're calling them to the tees, Josh. So let's listen to Brent Venables. Lot to still in front of us, but even prior to today, um, been incredibly uh, uh, pleased with uh, the work, uh, the buy-in, uh, the humility, the competitiveness, and then. Uh, the play, you know, it certainly hasn't been perfect uh, with any of them, but um, there's signs that, you know, we're moving in the right direction and, you know, that uh, bringing those guys in or making everybody else around them better. And certainly, uh, you know, they're going to be able to help us. That's, again, goes without saying as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, excellent play. And, uh uh, can't wait to watch hey, the film to see, you know, how early he got the jump on the ball. Uh, but, you know, excellent football play. And, you know, he's missed over half the spring um, because he had a little hammy. So we had to hold him out for several practices. But uh, the best football for him is certainly in front of him. 
and uh, really uh, talented and instinctive and really does a, a great job of anticipating. And if he ever, he just doesn't panic as a player. You know, he's got a real, he's like that cor- quarterback that'll, no matter what kind of kabuki you're throwing at him, he'll climb the pocket and be patient and keep his eyes down the field. That's how Peyton is at, at a sa- as a safety and can play multiple positions back there. That, that, that's that's really cool to hear, right? Not only, and, and he had the hammy issue, then he had the family issue, and it was, I don't know, Josh, I, I don't know if we want to get into the game of, hey, who were the big hits of the spring game? You know, obviously the, you would have several freshmen, I think, that would dot that, and, and that's exciting. That shows you, all right, in the amount of time that they stepped on campus in, in January uh, or late December, when, whenever exactly the date was, pretty cool to to see how quickly they've been able to kind of assimilate themselves into what OU wants to do, what Brent Venables wants them to do, and how they seem to be guys that can make a difference. Seem to be, right? we got a long way to go, but Leeson Bowen, Adabare, and, and now you know we'll see about Jackson Arnold. But it seems like they're dudes that have taken to the coaching, which is, to me, a, a positive sign. If we had one pick, one pick. Uh-oh. One draft pick for the Spring Game Hall of Fame. Who would get it? Would it be Peyton Bowen? I think it's Peyton Bowen right I, now. I think so, too, right? I think Jane Gibson's quickly joining oh, our all no. just don't show up for the Spring Game team. Which may or may not be a terrific sign. <laughs> because last year, right, he has this incredible catch on the deep ball and everyone's just all Jaden Gibson now. He has, what, a couple of couple tough drops, including that brilliantly designed two-point play. But, yeah, I, um, I I would say it would have to be Peyton Bone. One more here real quick from Brent Venables, uh, and this was just on the mobility of Dylan Gabriel and how maybe we might see more of that, too, here in uh, the upcoming 2023 season. Wait for it. Wait for it. I mean, that'll certainly be in the play, you know, how much – more uh, willingness, you know, we'll still continue to evaluate, but um, we do feel better about our quarterback situation, obviously. So, uh, you know, and Dylan has shown, as he did, you know, last year several times, the ability to escape pressure and make plays, improvise, and uh, but design quarterback run will will be something that you know we'll carry into every game. Um, yep, yep. I, I I think it's a it's a major potential tool. Uh, with Gabriel, and obviously you saw it from Jackson Arnold as well. All right, quick break. Let's hear more on the offensive side with Jeff Levy next as we recap the Oklahoma Spring game. Your reaction in as well on the text line, 405-651-3439. It's a Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right. Welcome back into the Plank Show. We're at the trails today for the Randy LaFoon Memorial Golf Tournament. Um, I keep wanting to say Celtic. I don't know why. OklahomaCeltic.org where you can learn more about it. I think it was because I was watching that. Uh, uh, I think it's because I was watching the Celtics yesterday, and I was getting angry. I was getting angry, Josh. But OklahomaCeltic.org, where you can learn more. Speaking of that, uh, NBA playoffs too much for you this weekend? I feel like that they're getting all the storylines they want, right? Blakers playing well, Knicks playing well. Got drama around uh, Draymond Green and whatever we think of Dylan Brooks, kind of getting all the storylines the NBA needs, right? Oh, it's been great. Yeah, no, I watched uh, a lot of NBA, actually, yesterday especially, but uh, just over the course of the weekend. The Warriors back from the dead a little bit, right? 
uh-huh. series shifts over to uh, to Golden State, and they they find a way to pull even. So, nah, it's been good. Been good. Also, uh, it seems as if we have new excitement around OU baseball after they swept the series in Texas. We'll talk some softball uh, a little bit later on too as they swept Baylor. Uh, oh yeah, golf. Have you been? How did the uh, how did the gimme zone go in the middle of? Uh, in, in the middle of the excitement for the spring game, Josh. No gimme it... zone. No gimme no zone. No gimme zone. Yeah, okay. yeah. We just, with the, the spring game going on, we said, right. hey, take Good the call. full stage. Well, you could have kept an eye on the Big 12 Men's Championship. Oklahoma is currently leading. Uh, they're through 7 and 11. 7 through 11, they're up at Hutchinson, Kansas. Um, they are 7 under. Iowa State and Texas Tech are tied for 2nd. At even par, Oklahoma State just getting underway, but plus three. So, good start for the OU men's golf team out of the Big 12 Men's Championship. All right, are you ready for some Jeff Levy post-game, or did you have anything else you wanted to add, or did you want to dive into some text messages? I would like to hear from the OC. All right. Um, overall, just how did he feel about the way the offense executed and kind of the situational football they play? Because, again, situational football is something that's been talked about quite a bit. Yeah, through 15 practice, we wanted to clean a couple things up fundamentally, slowing him down in the pocket and um, being a little better protectionally and, and being able to get us in the right protection in certain situations. He's taken unbelievable ownership in that, uh, which has been great to see. There's been great growth on the grass with him being able to take the meeting room to the field. So proud of his growth. We were very, um, we had a very narrow vision of what it needed to look like through 15 practices, uh, very pointed, very direct. And, and he was able to accomplish a, a lot of what we were, what we were wanting to through 15 practices. And situational football with JFA. Is that what we're going with now? JFA, Jackson Arnold. Uh, want a little bit more? On Jackson Arnold, if you need it, um, here's here's Jeff Levy on. First of all, pretty funny exchange because I think Hoovit asked him, "Did you try to, uh, did you try to maybe um, argue a little bit that there wasn't uh, there wasn't a need to rule him down on the sixty yard run?" And Levy's like, "Nope, I started to prepare for a third and four play." I said, "Yes, sir." So here's what that process was like in seeing Jackson Arnold use his feet a little bit more than maybe some of us even kind of realized. No, it was good. I mean, Jackson can make some plays with his feet. I think everybody saw that, and uh, he, he can do do a lot of things. So proud of the spring he's had, man. His, this guy's come in and worked incredibly hard, taking the coaching. The, the rest of the room has been uh, big brothers to him. That's been fun to see. We've got an incredibly unselfish unit, uh, big we, little me mentality across the board with – uh, our entire football team, which which is a lot of fun to coach and see. So uh, proud of him and, and excited about where he's going. All right, uh, it's more more on Jackson Arnold. What was the message that Jeff Levy had to Jackson Arnold going into Saturday? Yeah, with the way he started and the negative plays and kind of the situations he was put in um, as he was on the field, I love that he was able to battle back and do some really good th- things there at the end of the game and and put us in position and make the play on, on the two-point conversion to go, you know, to go win it for the red team. Uh, so I was just proud of him for, for sticking with it. All right, two more. Um, how about just his overall feel on the quarterback play in general? Up and down. We had a couple of chances there in the first quarter, you know, to make some plays and didn't. Obviously had the fourth down. 
uh, where we got a chance to go keep that drive alive. That that play is going to be a chunk play. Have the drop. One of the couple things back with the negatives, the first play of the scrimmage, you know, Drake just trying to get it out of his hand a little quicker. It ends up getting batted, but uh, had had Gavin down the sideline there. So thought our guys strained, played hard with uh, everybody that, that was on the field today. You know, we wanted to see guys play incredibly hard and, and make plays. So a bunch of up and down, but proud of the way they competed. All right. Quarterback depth-wise, we in a better place this year, Coach? Yeah, I, I feel like we're in a lot better place than we were a calendar year ago. You know, I, I don't think there's any question about that. I thought Davis, when he was in there, did some good things. I think four or five or five or six, whatever it was. So was proud of him for, for getting in there in the second half and doing a couple of good things. But uh, we're in a much better place in that room than we were a year ago today for sure. And one of the reasons why is it seems as if Dylan Gabriel, even though there was a few of those uh, – Missed connections that raise the ire of Sooner Nation overall. Uh, Dylan Gabriel's day. Why does this always do this to me? There yeah, he got going. You know, and again, we had had the drop. We had uh, Peyton made an unbelievable play down the sideline. You know, I, I think that was that's as good of a play as I've seen. The guy immediately gets his eyes back on the ball and becomes the receiver and makes an unbelievable play. Uh, we want to throw that ball a little more aggressive. Let our guy go get it, but. Uh, Missed the over, you know, it was a little high to LV when we were trying to throw a double move to to, uh, to Jalil. But then he got going and made some good plays, made some good throws, and, and got in a little bit of a rhythm. It's funny. It's funny because the two the two plays that when I saw them, I'm like, ah, oh, man, people are going to be mad about those, even though it was an incredible interception by Peyton Bowen. Yeah, you can throw that ball a little bit more and then missing LV Bunkley Shelton. Man, it's – it's funny, Teddy talks about this a lot, and I think it's something that everyone needs to remind themselves. That level that you're held to as an OU quarterback, Josh, um, it's it's you're, you're the level of the dude that they were honoring. You've got to be the level of the guy that already had a statue before Saturday. Um, you, it, it's, it's not easy. And if you're short of that, it's like, oh, my gosh, what's wrong? What's wrong with him? He's terrible. Where's the next guy? And I think sometimes I'm, guil- I'm guilty of this. You need to step back and realize, okay, listen, Dylan Gabriel doesn't suck. He's not going to hit every single throw. You can be a crazy person like I am and, and falling in love with Jackson Arnold, but that doesn't necessarily mean he needs to trot out there and be the starter in the opener against Arkansas State. Indeed. And actually, I'll reference a, a text we got from Broken Arrow Fat Boy who – disagreed on some of my assessment with uh, one Jackson Arnold, and I, I think it's a fair point. The second-string offensive line was terrible, gave him absolutely zero time to do anything. That mixed with the fact that he had to chase the uh, snap 90% of the time, yeah. handicapped uh, <laughs> Jackson Arnold's performance. So I, I say that in the sense that, you know, we at times probably just collectively lose sight of that when we're grading quarterbacks. Right. Dylan, Dylan Gabriel and Jackson Arnold both. There's only so much you can get right when the offensive line is wrong. And I think, unfortunately for Oklahoma, there was a lot of that on uh, on Saturday. But uh, we, we saw both go out and make some plays, which was good. Make some plays. Um, all right, when we come back, let's hear from Ted Roof. We'll get to your text, 405-651-3439. We're at the Trails Golf Club in Norman for the Randy LaFoon Memorial Golf Tournament right here on The Ref. Is there anybody in the hour and 36 minutes that we've spent talking about Saturday, Josh, that we haven't mentioned that you feel like we need to make sure to talk about? Because one jumps to my mind. 
positively or negatively? Either way. Your choice. Well, we, we've talked about him, but only briefly. I feel like the Jaden Gibson development was substantial, was it not? Oof. Yeah, that hype train kind of kind of went off the tracks a little bit when you say. Just not good. Not good. D- disappointing but, for sure. And but again. It doesn't it's write also- a chapter plank, but it's uh, – at least one more illustration of, okay, well, here's part of why it didn't totally materialize last season. It's kind of funny because at least in what I saw, it, it, I saw the stats first, right? Because, like, we were, we were in the middle of a softball game, and by the time we got done with, I think it was the first game, the spring game was wrapping up, and you see the stats, and kind of on the, on the opposite side of Jaden Gibson, you see what – Gavin Sawchuk did running the football, and you're like, ooh. But then when you go back and you watch it, you're like, oh, okay. I I don't know if that makes much sense or if it sounds like a crazy person, but it's wild. You saw the stats on Gibson, you're like, eh, that doesn't look good. And then you watch it, you're like, yeah, that really doesn't look good. Um, I kind of felt a little differently about, say, um, oh, that didn't look good, but then kind of seeing it play out, I felt pretty good about the way things looked for um, Gavin Sawcheck. I also was really impressed. One guy that I wanted to mention on the positive side was Kip Lewis. Now, Kip Lewis has a lot of work to do as far as adding weight and things of that nature, but he looked really good on Saturday. In fact, um, I think it was one of the first questions that Ted Roof uh, got. I thought, Kip, I thought Kip played hard and did a good job today. Uh, he was more physical than he has been. He was more sudden. And, uh, you know, he's just got to get bigger. He's putting on uh, working hard to, to get bigger and get, get stronger. And, uh, you know, because he's instinctive, he can really run. And uh, when he gets gets some more, more meat on him, he's, he's going to be a really good player for us. Yeah, I- I- exactly. Meanwhile, uh, defensive line depth overall, what did Ted Roof think of the way that group played? Again, you know, you, you're going back to some competitive depth uh, where, you know, it, it just anytime you can have that, you, you build competition and it, builds performance because they know that there's somebody behind them that's nipping at their heels and if they don't perform then they'll lose opportunities and the other guy will get more opportunities and that's a back and forth that you hope happens throughout the course of the year you know because that makes everybody better all right uh two other quick ones here from ted roof josh then we'll get to the text line um first overall was there anything that really surprised him in the way his defensive performed well i don't know about surprised uh but you know i think that uh He's, he's gained knowledge in the system and, you know, because he's, he's learning a new language now. But at the same time, uh, Coach Hall's done a wonderful job with him. And uh, he's, he's again, going back to humility. He's jumped right in. He's worked his tail off and at the same time approached it with the right attitude. So proud of him. Yep, there you go. Um, Talking about Bowen? I, I think so because well, – let's go back. Let me come back. Well, I don't know about surprised, uh, but, you know, I think that uh, – He's, he's gained knowledge in the system. I want to go back and read the question because I thought it was just a very general question. Summer. Reggie Pearson, sorry. Ah. Reggie Pearson, okay. I, I didn't hear. I just heard general surprise. So now listening to this under the lens of did anything from Reggie Pearson surprise you? I don't know about surprised, uh, but, you know, I think that uh, he's, he's gained knowledge in the system and, you know, because he's, he's learning a new language now. But at the same time, uh, Coach Hall's done a wonderful job with him, and uh, he's he's 
again, going back to humility, he's jumped right in. He's worked his tail off and at the same time approached it with the right attitude. So proud of him. Sorry. Sorry, mislabeling on your boy's part. I thought it was general surprises that he saw on Saturday. Um, I thought Pearson looked good. I thought I thought at least from what I saw and my non-sitting in a film room, I, I, I like the way that he looked, Josh. He looked like a dude that's going to be starting back there. Yeah, I, I like what uh, we saw as well. Again, I, I just think safety in general is clearly – much, much better off than Amen. than where we were a year ago. Um, got time for two more quick ones? From yeah, oh, yeah. I said one more. Okay. Um, transfers and what he saw from his transfers. Did they impress him? Was it about what he expected from them? It's, every one of our transfers is coming here with a lot of humility. It's not like they've, they've approached this the right way. And that's that's good for your locker room and good for your football team on top of having competitive depth where guys are pushing each other for reps, and that makes everybody better. And, uh, again, uh, pleased with that. Uh, still got a ways to go, but we've, we've made strides. We've got more competitive depth, and uh, we're going to continue to make strides. All right, one more quick one here. Overall feel on the defensive performance. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that today was another step for us. It's, we made some improvement. We never make enough, never have, never will, no matter what year, what school, what whatever. But uh, they've done a great job, and uh, we've come a long way. We've got a ways to go, but I'm really proud of them and uh, thought that uh, today we took another step, you know. Um, and it was really cool because everybody got a chance to play today, and that's always, you know, because during the, during the practices we got some guys that don't get a whole lot of reps, and for them to have a chance to get in today, that, that's always fun to see. And you saw our sideline getting excited when those guys got uh, opportunities as well. But, you know, we had some um, – some big plays, and you're talking about the interception with Peyton. He was in phase. He did a great job locating the ball, and he went up and high-pointed and, and made the pick. And, uh, you know, football is such a game of inches with a small margin for error. And when you go up and make those plays, does not make them. That's a, that's a big difference in your a game, a season, a whole deal. So uh, pleased with him. He's had a great spring and, uh, you know, excited to be taking the next step and moving forward. All right, so there's BB. There's... Ted Roof, and you heard from Jeff Flebby. Uh, again, it's not like they're kicking their feet up and saying mission accomplished after what happened this past weekend, but, Josh, it looks as if there's a lot of positives that were taken from Saturday. I am I am cracking up, by the way. Tommy hit, hit us up on the text line, and I'm laughing. He goes, I absolutely love these armchair quarterbacks. Oh, Tommy, wait till you hear the next two texts I'm going to read for you about Dylan Gabriel. <laughs> and what what some people saw from him on Saturday. But that's – guys, I'm not here to to go against you or fight with you or tell you you're wrong or tell you you're right. That's what I love about the spring is you can have – what they know, 65,000, whatever the number was. You can have another, I don't know, 100,000 watching on ESPN Plus and then the many that caught the replay and beyond – and everyone can come away with different takes on different guys. I was laughing. Travis texted us, and uh, he was listening up in Tulsa and said – Jane Gibson, most valuable player of last year's swing spring game, didn't really see it during the regular season. Maybe it's reverse psychology this year. Doesn't play all that well in the spring game, blows up in the season. That's great. You have some people that would talk about, yeah, I thought Jackson Arnold looked really good. Others like, no, he didn't. He looked like a freshman out there. It's just it's it's wild to me and how split it can truly be in what everyone comes away with what they felt good about and what they were worried about. But I feel like universally, Josh universally 
everyone felt good about the progress they saw defensively and for the most part felt really good about some of the youngsters, some of the freshmen and transfers that have been brought in to help kind of bolster the foundation here this year. I feel like that's one thing we can all agree on. Oh, no doubt. And I think that was always going to be one of the biggest storylines of this spring game was what do – and probably – Every spring and summer and off season, it's hey, how do newcomers look? That's the bright and shiny, exciting thing in college football, and that's one thing about college sports that just makes it fun every year right. is that it's it's more of a revolving door even than you know the National Football League or just a professional sports league. But for Oklahoma, it feels like even more so these last two years because you went through a coaching change and, and because you're trying to process the roster a little bit and overhaul it there's there's been more change even than maybe a typical college football uh, roster would see and so we've seen that we were looking forward to that and by and large I would say the newcomers I, I mean offensively plank one of the things that you're frustrated about is you didn't get to see a newcomer Walter Rouse right I mean things might look mm-hmm. better over there if you had seen that but you got to see a lot of new and largely it was good All right, here's what we'll do. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, your texts for the rest of our number two. Hit the top five stories of the day. Get rolling with some notes from softball and baseball over the weekend as well. It's the Plank Show on the road at the trails from the Randy LaFoon Memorial Golf Tournament right here on the ref. It's the Plank Show right here on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network, 405 651-3439 is the best way to get in touch with the program. That's the text line. Josh and I also very active on Twitter at Josh on ref. I'm at plank show. Everyone should follow us at KREF sports. Is there anything around the crowd that we needed to talk about or just the weekend in general? Because I don't know about you, Josh, but I just felt, I felt as if, based on someone had brought it up earlier, hey, the the storms that we had earlier in the week, the tornado outbreak, you know, obviously the the, the weather tried to tried to create some problems at times, but seemed like it somewhat cooperated on game day. I kind of felt like, you know, it's still something that you beat your chest about, and you still say, all right. This is going to be a big deal to us. This is going to be something that's always going to matter. And the spring game is going to have a concerted effort year in and year out to be a massive, massive day for Sooner Nation. And I thought Oklahoma fans answered the call and showed out. Uh, You know, to me, you you didn't have Brent Venables having just taken over the gig, right? I mean, there was such an enthusiasm for last year's spring game. And, oh, by the way, let's be fair and let's be real about it. Oklahoma finished six and seven, first losing season since uh, 1998. So there was going to be, there was going to be a level of drop off. That was just the the reality of the situation going into this year's spring game. And yet, you still finished sixth nationally. You had over 50,000, actually over 54,000 there. You beat the two-time defending national champion in, right. in Georgia in terms of attendance. So I thought from that standpoint, it, it was a, a great turnout for Oklahoma fans. And if, man, if you're in the camp to where, and I get it, best is the standard and let's uh, everybody show up. If you're expecting regularly Oklahoma to eclipse 70,000 for this spring game, I just don't know if that's living in the world of, of reality. It's awesome. 
it's awesome. It's also sometimes you got to step back and realize, hey, we're going to have games. Weather is going to be a factor. You're not going to have that big uh, sales pitch around it for some people. And I, I firmly believe last year with Brent Venables, I know I'm not breaking any news here, with BV being back and, and the, the frustration over how things ended on the uh, – on the Lincoln Riley era, then obviously so much new. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Baker Mayfield is having his statue unveiling. I mean, I just – I felt like, Josh, there was a lot of things that made last year incredibly special. You had those this year, but it's also – you know, it's just – it's not a bad thing to still say, hey, you hit it on the head. It was as as much as that a two-time defending national champs had – and it was still a great day for Oklahoma Sooner baseball. Or, excuse, well, it was for baseball. It was, too. yeah, for baseball. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's true. true. But it was a great day for Oklahoma Sooner football. And to to see the fans show out the way they did, I don't know. I just kind of, I, I I don't think anyone would really have anything negative to say. I think it was a pretty special day, all the way around. All right. Um. Anyway, n- enough about that. Four zero five six five one three four three nine. I mentioned that there was um, obviously a few people who weren't that happy. Uh, from the 405, this will be – I'll be curious to get all y'all's response because I think this is – you know, we talk about maybe a shared take or a hot take or a tepid take. I feel like this is scorching hot fire. You ready? And it's long. Guys, I really wanted to see some progress with, with Dylan Gabriel from last year, but his arm strength hasn't improved as Keith Jackson committed, uh, commented on. I didn't hear that. I'll have to go back and listen. Uh, he saw that the receivers are waiting on the ball to get them. Gabriel's only long ball came up short, and he, and he overthrew receivers. Watching Arnold's quick release and velocity behind his throws was definitely what is expected by the OU fans for an OU quarterback. Unfortunately, the coaching staff has already named the starter – which is something Bob Stoops never did until the season was about to start. Maybe they had to do that to keep Gabriel from going into the portal, which he wasn't committing to go to OU right after last season. I I, I think it wasn't just before the season started. I feel like Brent Venables has been – he's been pretty consistent that – you know, even during the offseason, Josh, it wasn't a thing that they were going in the portal for with quarterback that they felt really good about the starting quarterback. I kind of – I feel like even Jackson Arnold committed, signed, and showed up here knowing that he was going to be a backup next year. It's been the expectation. Now, the, the beautiful thing is, yeah, you've got a starter right now in Dylan Gabriel, but, look, all, all best paths are, are – open to change i mean that's just the reality of it if jackson arnold between now and then is clearly the better option or several games into the season is the better option oklahoma will reevaluate and make a change but right now i think they feel pretty confident that dylan gabriel is the better of the two options right now the more experienced the more ready of the two options and frankly based on what i watched in the spring game that's how it played out (laughs) um sooner soldier who's been one of my favorites to read, even though I don't think Sooner Soldier likes the softball talk too much, which is 
disappointing. Sooner Soldier writes, Dylan Gabriel looked the same to me. Nothing to get excited about. Most schools aren't afraid to play their best quarterback. Why are we? Um, this was a good one-two punch from Trav. He writes, the spring game is just confirmation bias on steroids. If you doubted Gabriel before, you'll find things in the spring game to support your claims. If you know DG had the second-best QB rating in the Big 12 last year and will probably be number one this year, you'll find things in the spring game to support your claim. It's basically politics. Also worth noting that Gabriel was throwing to a 16-mile-per-hour north-northeast wind since he was nearly always going towards the north but again confirmation bias i kind of um kind of was surprised that it took us about an hour and a half to get that text i thought it might be the first one of the show today y'all were too positive you were you were you were too positive to start the show we had to get back to really the nuts and bolts of it hey man i'm not gonna lie either josh i loved what i saw from jackson arnold you know and maybe it is sooner rather than later when we see him but I still think the guy that gives the Sooners the best chance to win will be Dylan Gabriel. You hit it on the head. We got a summer and a fall camp to find out. And, you know, you don't have to look any further than the Trevor Lawrence, Kelly Bryant situation at Clemson, you know, what, four, five, six years ago now, to see evidence of a guy that was going to be the starter and be the starter, and then three, four games in, he's not. It happens. Caleb Williams, right, quick, Spencer Rattler. Ca- Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler. We don't even have to go all the way back to to Trevor Lawrence to get an answer. All right, top five stories of the day. More of your reaction to the spring game on the text line next.